What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Sheldon Don, and this is another episode of Polinial Z-Ticks. Now, guys, we are five days, just five, 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 <laughs> five days from Election Day. And guys, when I say this election is so important, it really, really is. We have so many huge campaigns taking place all over the country, and we're trying to restore faith back in this democracy. So some huge campaigns that I've been watching uh, one, of course, uh, Beto's campaign in the state of Texas, who, in which I'm having the privilege to canvas and participate in. So that's a huge campaign. He's going against Ted Cruz. Uh, we have a huge campaign in Georgia with Stacey Abrams. And she's getting so much support out there from Oprah to Will Packer to Michael B. Jordan, you name it. And they're out knocking on doors uh, to help her get elected. Uh, also, we have Andrew Gillum. He's out in Florida. He's going against the DeSantis for that governor's seat, as well as Ben Jealous in Maryland. So, guys, these are important races. Uh, please make sure that you're using your voice on the ballot to uh, get out and vote and encourage your friends to vote, your family, your sisters, your brothers, your classmates, your teachers, your church members, even your kids that are 18 and registered. Make sure they're out and to get to vote as well. Now, um, lately, I know the huge, huge uh, discussion has been about politics. And politics is a touchy subject for some. And I definitely understand. Uh, but once you have those conversations and those type of engagements, you realize and understand that, you know, we're actually more connected than we think we are. I mean, we all want... Uh, equal rights for individuals. We all have some specific issues that we can relate to um, and share our stories and come to some type of agreement and find some type of organization that mimics those issues and those behaviors. So that's your that's your opportunity to serve and contribute to society in a way in which we all should. So I'm going to share how I got into politics. And uh, it's a funny story, but I, I, I share it with a few people. But First, actually, I didn't even plan on getting into politics through college. I had plans to be a sports agent. I wanted to be a sports agent and worked for some NBA and NFL teams, to be exact. Um, got really, really good. And all of a sudden, I fell into an internship with the Harris County District Attorney's Office uh, in Houston, Texas. And man, I have never... Uh, been through so much work in my life. Now, Houston, uh, their caseload was extremely high. I was working in misdemeanor court. So my job was working with the chief. The chief is the individual who runs the courtroom. They actually have more power than the judge. And then there was the twos and the threes, and it was me. So I actually got to do the investigations with the cases. We had something what we call rip calls, what was called restitution, injury, and, pu and punishment. And that was the process that we used uh, to go through the cases. And I did the redactions. And the redaction is a process when you look through the cases and you take out what's necessary and what's not necessary. So you have to be very analytical uh, in that process. I also worked in the intake process along with plea bargains. So from getting ready for trials to uh, getting early morning uh, hearings started, that was all me. I even worked and sat next to the judge and observed her and 
And man, the whole process was amazing. So that sort of got me got got me going. Uh, that internship was very extensive. So while working there, uh, working in criminal courts, you had to do a project in civil courts, juvenile courts, and family courts. So I had experience in all of that area, but I realized that I did not want to be in a courtroom. I was more strategic. Uh, following that, I did some policy work with the Human Rights Campaign. They had a policy that they were fighting for the state of Texas. So I worked with one of the organizers. Her name was Andrea, who was amazing, by the way. And we worked sun up and sun down um, to get that policy, vote against that policy in Texas, which is a, a Republican state. But actually, Texas isn't really a Republican state. It's a non-voting state, which people don't need, which people don't know. So uh, hopefully this campaign changes that. But like I said, you know, we just did a lot of work and that actually led me to doing more civic engagement and strategy. So I worked with Hillary Clinton's campaign. Then I got to do some uh, labor union work for an organization called Unite Here. Now, organizing is what you hear uh, Barack Obama started off as an organizer. Organizing is when you get a group of individuals with a specific cause and you get to organize a group of individuals to fight for a specific cause. So how that works when you're working for a labor union, you have to get a treaty of peace. And the treaty of peace is used to, okay, establish the ground and let the organizers uh, have the... Um, get this okay to organize in that establishment where there, whether it be a hotel or a fire department or any type of organization in order for you to do a treaty of peace. So you have to get their permission first. And, and, um, so in some states it's difficult, some states it's not so difficult, but in Texas, Texas is a right to work state. So, uh, those type of dynamics are a little bit more difficult than other states. So you have to be really creative and you have to be strong and you have to be, uh, very consistent in order to be successful. Following that, I did some work, uh, in immigration in the state of Virginia. I actually got to do some policy work for a coalition called Virginia Coalition of Immigrant Rights. Shout out to everybody, my family out there who showed me the ropes. Uh, we saw a lot of different challenges talking to different lawmakers regarding anti-sanctuary bills, driver privilege bills, uh, even bills regarding in-state tuition for DACA and Dreamers. So that was a huge, huge fight that we had on our hands and we're going to continue to fight uh, next year during session. So while I was in session this year, I was sitting in policies and I would just hear some of the policies that were introduced and some bills were actually heard and some weren't. So what, I, what I've learned how uh, elections are so important. The Speaker of the House actually has the choice of what bills are actually heard. So that's why the elections are so important because, say, for example, if the other majority of the majority of the other party uh, has control of the seats, they actually have control of what bills they allow to even be heard. So you can elect your specific officials on the midterm elections or the presidential elections and still be fine. But if you're not participating in all the elections, how can the individuals that you elect get the work that they need to be done if you're not involved? So what I've learned, even working in the state of Virginia, we had uh, the Speaker of the House, we had a, a in-state tuition bill in which they are charged charging uh, individuals, uh, dreamers, and DACA recipients out of state 
international fees when they have been there since they were two years old. So they're going to the in-state schools and, and participating in programs that they contributed to that state, but they were still charging uh, out-of-state fees for that, which was totally unfair. So we talked to the Speaker of the House, and he made a statement saying, okay, well, we only have enough seats for individuals that are you know, citizens. And I was like, what do you mean enough seats? College campuses don't care about that. So that was, that was, that was an alternative fact as some would say, and he didn't even let the bill, you know, he didn't even hear our bills. He didn't even get a chance to get docketed. So it was just so unfortunate. But like I said, since they own the majority of the seats, that's the reason why they had the power to dismiss that, which was a huge concern. It was unfair, but it's a fight that we continue to have. Um, So shout out to all the immigrant rights workers out there in all of the different states. You guys are very important. You're doing very important work. So if you're looking to get involved in more work, look for the organization that uh, resembles something that you're passionate about and help them fight on their cause, whether it's phone baking, going to hearings, volunteering your time, every little thing works. So shout out to you guys. But while I was there, I was actually listening to a number of policies there from Medicaid expansion to uh, bills about conversion therapy. Now, I had no, no, no education about conversion therapy, and I didn't know it was actually legal. Now, if I, I don't know if you guys know, but conversion therapy is when someone says that they're gay or straight, I mean, I'm sorry, gay or bisexual or transgender, uh, they sh- they use electricity to put in their heads to shock children that are like seven, eight, nine, and ten years old, and send them overweight for a camp and put electricity in them in them to try to convert them to be straight. Now, uh, a lot of religious organizations support this practice, and 36 states, including the state of Texas, support the practice as well. Now, what I've noticed is that a lot of lawmakers use biblical scriptures to validate this specific procedure, and I have a problem with that. And they say that individuals should have a right to choose if they want to do it or not. Now, working policy, I've saw bills that protect the rights of animals, and and they won't even let people harm animals, but you're going to allow electricity to go through the brains of children seven eight or nine ten years old when we all sin in our own ways of, of according to you and say someone should have a right to choose so i just thought it was a hip, hip, hypocritical uh, for that argument to even be made so that's a fight that we are currently fighting uh some of the things that are on the ballot of course criminal justice reform uh the bail system Uh, that is going on, as well as immigration. So it's a lot of issues at play here, and this is why the midterms is so important. So I definitely encourage you guys to get involved. I definitely encourage you guys to vote, and I definitely encourage your, your family and your friends and even your kids to engage in conversations and civic engagement that can they can educate themselves and to be honest with you, have an opportunity to educate you because we're all uneducated in some areas that we're not. And so I just want to share my story with you guys and inspire you guys to share your story. And uh, hopefully we can sit down and talk and, and chat and move forward. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to my podcast. It's really been good. I've been getting a lot of feedback. I'm still going. So like I said, I'm going to be out campaigning for Beto in Texas. We're really hoping that he pulls through in this win. Uh, very guy, very inspirational, very uh 
guy who has a huge, huge future on, on him. And guys, they say you know uh, how a person works by the, the way that they treat that their canvases and their employees. And man, this is one of the best campaigns that I have ever worked for. It makes me proud to be out there and, and working side by side by individuals, even when I'm in areas that I'm not comfortable in. But um, like I said, this is a huge campaign and I'm really hoping that we come to victory. So that's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a rest of the week. Good one. Uh, oh, go vote. Go vote.